Check Podcasts. I'd like to welcome everybody to House Guests. This is where we talk about lifestyle, interior design, and everything new and trending in the industry. We have a really exciting guest today here with us, somebody that I've worked with for quite a while and I have a lot of respect for, who's got an amazing design sense and so much experience in her industry. Stephanie, it's so great to have you on the show today. We're going to talk about tile, flooring, and so many things design. Yeah, sounds great. I'm excited to be here. So one thing that we like to do with our house guests before we start getting into the nitty gritty of product and such is to find out how you got here. Because there's always a real journey. I mean, I don't that you just graduated high school and thought, I'm going to work in tile and flooring because that sounds exciting. How did you come to love the product so much, bring your design into it? and land on working with flooring. Yeah. So uh, like you said, I did not grow up being like, hey, I'm going to sell floors for a living. Uh, I, yeah, you know, I I came to flooring through uh, through design uh, path, really. I went to School Pacific Design Academy. I have my diploma in interior design. And uh, coming out of that program, I really wanted to focus on commercial design because my real love are restaurants and hotels um, because they, they tend to be a little bit more atmospheric, a little bit more out there than, you know, the average person's house. And you're creating um, that real impression too. You're not just trying to turn around somebody's own personal taste. Yeah, it's it's a lot about the feeling and the atmosphere. And the other thing is that it's um, it's more of a package. When you sell that idea, like everything in there is to create that goal. Um, whereas residentially, there's a lot more personal taste that comes into that. And where I would go left, someone would go right. Um, whereas commercial design, it's here's the deal. You like it or you don't. And commercial uh, design too, I find you're not married to it for, you know, 20 years or however long it is before the resident residential side wants to renovate again. Really in commercial, you're renovating every five to 10 years anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's different spots. It's different things. So um, that was what, really what attracted me coming out of uh, a design program. And so a lot of commercial firms want you to become an expert, usually for about two years before they will look at hiring someone as even a junior designer. So I had an opportunity right out of school. I was offered a place at a flooring company. And I thought, you know, every place has a floor. Like that doesn't sound like a bad And two, with with flooring, a lot of it had to do with project management. Like I came right out of school and was organizing trades and doing site. Like it's a really full service uh, profession versus necessarily like uh, selling furniture or something similar. Um, So this kind of gave me a lot of tools in my belt. So I I went, sure, if I hate it, then I won't like it. But it turns out two years in, like every job is different. Every client's different. That management really engages both the design side for me and an analytical side, that really detail oriented side of me. So it kind of was a whole package deal. Um, and then, uh, about I've been at Island floors about eight years now. So eight years ago, they were, uh, looking to kind of change, uh, their, their brand and, and the flooring industry has changed so much since uh, they've been around. So 
I was brought on and helped uh, spearhead some of the renovations that we did uh, there so that we became what we are now. And it really took you to the next level um, as a showroom because you Absolutely. have such yeah. amazing brands um, that you know, people can't find them anywhere else. Yeah. And we, uh, Island Floors traditionally had been a really commercial house up until, you know, kind of seven or eight years ago. And uh, with the building industry and the housing industry changing um, and, and people's interest in residential design, uh, that that the needs of the showroom really needed to change. So um, we, we brought myself on, we brought more people on to deal with more residential work, uh, more boutique and design driven jobs and be a destination for both, you know, residential people and interior designers that were a resource for flooring, tile, carpet, hard, like anything that you put on a floor, we do. Um, and we'll find it. And I think too, even, um, ooh, I don't want to date myself here, but even since I've been in design, I feel like, uh, North America, maybe Canada primarily, our selection like has tripled as to what's available. And I know all over the world, there's always been very ornate designs and lots of different products and such, but not necessarily available to us. You would have to import from Italy and pay some exorbitant price or that sort of thing. Now it's like, there's so much selection. And I think the clients really get overwhelmed with what is available to them. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. It's this double-edged sword that people want all this choice, but then given so much choice, it's very overwhelming. Um, and, and even like the amount of things that we have, we're constantly asked for things that are not being distributed, you know, uh, or, or they're very niche still. Uh, but that's uh, part of that sourcing. Like we can we can find pretty much anything. It just matters on on how long, how much, you know, things like that. Um, but uh, with all the globalization, like there, there's more and more avenues available um, and, and the choices are endless. And are you finding that across the board in all flooring materials or is it mostly tile or? There's a lot of variety in tile. I I think that that's really the big one because tile is so custom. Even if you're doing a simple bathroom, no two bathrooms are exactly alike. Um, So, you know, with, with, the internet and, and imagery online, there are still things that are popular, you know, especially in hotter climates that don't exist here because they're used, tile is used very differently in other countries than it is for us. Um, tile traditionally wasn't used a lot in colder climates because it's so cold, but then you get in for heating and now people are putting tile everywhere, which is you know, a Southern California thing, a Mediterranean thing. And so a lot of those styles, those types of tiles don't generally exist here because they haven't historically been suitable. And you've done extensive travels as well for inspiration and all of that. Um, Where are some of the places that you've been that just have been so inspiring? Yeah, I got bit by the travel bug as a kid. My mom was a travel agent. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it comes in my blood. Um, so uh, I, before the pandemic, uh, I was able to go to uh, Spain and Morocco. And that, of course, is a huge, huge tile thing. Um, and so that, you know, and I'm a color person. So all of that is very uh, inspirational to me. And I'm also a very, you know, 
historical like person. So if you're doing a certain style or going for like a Parisian, you know, kind of inspired thing or a you know Moroccan inspired thing, I I'm very detailed in that like well they that wouldn't have worked because that isn't what would have been there you know almost to the point of uh you know mixing and matching things like if you want if you want to go and that comes back to the the restaurant let's go like let's let's do it all the way um but anything european i'm a very big uh europe person even you know I, i went to the netherlands i've been to england like i'll go anywhere and see anything yeah exactly and log that experience. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, as far as materials, though, tile is a big part of it. But there's also new materials like LVT or electric vinyl tile, which is really taking over a lot. And of course, engineered hardwood, um, carpet still. How have things changed since you've been in the industry? Yeah, I mean, it's it's constantly evolving. Um, the biggest the biggest thing on anyone's uh, radar is vinyl plank, vinyl tile, and anything to do with vinyl. When I started, that was like this much of flooring. And now 60% of people walking in the door already come in going, hey, I am looking for vinyl plank, um, which is, you know, a, a bit of a complicated thing. Vinyl plank or vinyl tile means about seven or eight different material constructions. So it's not as simple as, you know, oh, I'm looking for a tile or oh, I'm looking for engineered wood. Those are always pretty much the same thing. Vinyl plank can mean so many different things. And they're all really specific about what type you would use given your installation. I think too, I maybe I'm wrong, you can speak to this, but a lot of my clients have the misconception that LVT is the least expensive option where there are yeah. so many different materials. And it, and it really depends on where you are in that spectrum of vinyl. Like um, one of the things I find for people coming in, especially in renovations, is what you have to do to get to a point where you can put that new floor down. Um, and that's not really a fun part of your budget because you just want to be able to put it down. And so you want your material cost and your install cost. That's it, right? Right. Yeah. And that's in a renovation particularly, usually not the case. And a lot of that um, can be unknown too until they start the process. Like how many bags of self-leveler they're going to have to use, how much grinding. Absolutely. You know, and I can ask people, so what's on your floor now? And they'll go, oh, I... I don't know. It might be this. It might be that, you know. Um, And uh, so the vinyl plank in particular, there's different installation types and what those things require, especially residentially to look good enough to be in someone's house isn't exactly the, the cheapest way to go. And with raw material costs increasing. Vinyl is one of the materials that has gone up significantly um, throughout the pandemic. Wood wood and vinyl are really the two that have been hit the hardest. And is it um, less easy to get as well? Like, are there delays or is it mostly just price increases that you're seeing? Uh, right now, most of the things have been sorted out with the delays. Like originally when, you know, COVID first hit, there like a lot of vinyl is made in in Asia and China in particular. And obviously that was, you know, locked down. So stuff wasn't moving. And then you had the container shortages. And so stuff 
was getting left behind. Most of that has been weathered, um, especially out of last Christmas season. Uh, but wood is now starting to be more of an issue. And, and we're also seeing um, some fallout from the, the war in Russia and the Ukraine. A lot of raw materials come from those two countries in particular. Um, Ukrainian clay is prized among tile suppliers. So a lot of the Spanish companies import Ukrainian clay. Um, a lot of hardwood either uses Russian birch or Russian oak for uh, cores or veneers. So um, there, there's still, you know, Delays are inevitable at this point. Um, it's it's order early, order often. And maybe have a second and choice or a plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's less about particular like whole categories. It's more individual, like really popular colors sell out, you know. And, and it's once you've decided on a thing and you can take your measurement, order it. Order it, take it, it's yours. And then, you know, even if you don't need it for two months, it's better to have that security than be left without floors at the very last second. And um, you mentioned sort of what's popular and trending right now. So what is it that you're seeing? Let's start with engineer flooring first. What is it that everyone's putting in? And I try and steer people away from the trends, like pick what you really like. But it's inevitable that certain colors and styles are going to be more popular. Yeah, and it's what you see. So if you see a lot of something, you know that you like it, whereas some of the more unusual things you haven't seen before, so you can't visualize it. Um, generally, a lot of our engineered floors are white oak. That's been a very popular species for a long time, ever since I've been in the industry. Um, we've always seen you know, a little bit of grays in floors, but it's never really caught on the way that it has in some of the other centers here in Victoria. Um, but uh, with the raw material and, and wood being an issue, um, getting something with a clean grade, so less visual character, less knots, has become more and more difficult and more and more expensive. You have um, to pay for that luxury. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, embracing those rustic elements can is what a lot of hardwood suppliers are doing because that's what's available. So you, you'll see that through any of your restoration hardware, any any of those big companies, they're not prizing that really clean grade because it's, it's less and less available. And um, it's almost a little bit um, more forgiving as well. I think when you do have some character to it, because, you know, a lot of people ask me like, well, can I put uh, wood in if I have kids and pets? And I mean, I don't know what your answer to that is, but I'm like, it depends what who your kids and pets are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I feel like it's a bit more forgiving from scratches and nicks and such if it does have a bit more character. Yeah, anything, you know, wood, no matter what species of wood it is, no matter what the brand is, it will dent or scratch. It's, it's not, you can't make wood any harder than it is naturally. Um, so there are Ways to camouflage wear is really what, what I tell people more than prevent it from happening. So any sort of texture, less sheen, more contrast and variation help hide those nicks and dings versus something that is absolutely flawless, shiny, smooth. Any of those things, and there's still a place for those, but you you need to know what that outcome will be when you get, when you drop something. Yeah. And be okay with it. Like 
Yeah. I have one friend who put um, beautiful West Coast reclaimed fur floors in their lake house. And um, I think it's okay now there's enough dance and wear and tear that, you know, the stress is a little bit less. But that anxiety in the beginning was real when you have little kids yeah. and renters and such. Yeah. And like fur is a soft floor. It's always going to dent or scratch. And it's that those first ones really hurt, you know, because it, you see them when they're when they're the first ones. Once you get enough of that wear, it's even. So fur, fur works as a soft floor because that's it's going to be uniform. It's, it's harder on a harder floor where dents are harder to make or scratches are hard because they're going to be more noticeable. Are you still seeing a lot of the wide planks versus something small, um, short boards, that sort of thing? Yeah, generally, just as we've built houses, the way we have open plans and engineered beams, people aren't building houses like they did 100 years ago where they're 10 by 10 rooms that can take small boards. Um, we are seeing, I, I think, We'll see a little bit of a shrink back from a seven inch. We've started to see a lot of six and five and we're getting more calls saying, no, I really don't like the wide plank. Um, but it, the seven and a half inch is still the most popular, most common. Um, but I think with that raw material and those knots coming in, those wide long lengths are getting harder and harder. So if you shrink your board slightly, it, it changes the width of the grain, particularly in oak, and how many knots might be in that board. And as far as um, carpeting, because we haven't really talked about that a lot, it is still a preference for some of my clients. A lot of them still like the warmth of it and all of that. The product has changed quite a bit in the last few years as well, becoming more durable, um, especially pets, kids, that sort of thing. Do you still see... Um, people walking in and requesting a lot of carpeting? It's not, uh, usually a lot of carpeting isn't the thing. It's bedrooms, you know, an office. Um, but carpeting has kind of come up with that. Like it used to be that people carpeted their whole house. So carpet was a bit more bathrooms and bland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they used to be, you know, a solid or kind of a speckle, something with a very light pattern, if any. Um, because it needed to suit a whole swath of space. Um, whereas the the change from everywhere to certain areas has kind of given rise to that slightly patterned, slightly more design-driven carpet um, because they're in smaller spaces. But a lot of people who have done this a few times usually go back to putting carpet in particularly bedrooms. Um, because if you're going to have a bedroom, you're going to put hard surface, nice, beautiful hardwood. A lot of people are then buying or making an area rug to cover up that wood. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And that's, I've had a couple of people say to me, why would I pay for this wood when I'm just going to cover it up with an area cover rug? Up. But yeah. I'm, I actually am a huge fan of area rugs. So, but yeah, again, it has, it's personal preference, right? Like, yeah. And you can change them out a little bit easier than wall to wall carpeting. So, yeah, if it gets, you know, I'm famous for having things like spilled and stained and all of that. <laughs> then, you know, when it's just at the end of its life, you're not having to get an installer in to redo everything. It's something I can kind of manage myself. Yeah. And, and like any broadloom carpet that you see, like even in our showroom or in probably any showroom, you can have cut and bound to an area rug. So, you, 
you can have them done in any size, any shape, as long as it's usually within the width of the carpet. So it's not even just that you have to go to a hand loomed thing or, or something you can get, you know, a lot of more uniform patterns. And so that's another thing that the carpet companies have done. Most of them now offer uh, binding services where they will bind and ship the rug to us, or we have local binders who can do things that are their custom as well. And that's really great for when it's kind of a weird shaped room or you need some particular size that you just can't find out there already. Yeah. Well, the, the, the choice is bigger, you know, um, because rugs are a hard thing to find, particularly in, on the island. Yes. And then they just range so much in price, too. I saw one the other day. It was $40,000, which is not in my price range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice to dream. It is nice to dream, yes. And then on the flip side, carpets for commercial are great now as well. Um, we've used carpet tile a lot. So it kind of makes it a bit more flexible as well in areas where there's lots of traffic or again, you know, something just gets spilled or ruined or. Yeah, there's, you know, all kinds of carpet tile and carpet tiles constantly evolving and making new styles and and new patterns. Um, So we see new things every year and it looks better and better. You know, we get lots of people saying, oh, well, it looks too officey. And there's there's a lot of office looking stuff, but there's a lot of really beautiful stuff. Um, one of the the terms, newer term to me, is resumercial. Um, so it's commercial material looking more residential um, in those sort of um, more cozy office spaces. So it's not a cold environment. It's more of a an open concept, like live workspace. Um, so there, there's more and more of that, too. And with that, um, like if one of the tiles gets damaged, they can just pull it out and replace, correct? Yeah. Easy. Send it out for cleaning and it's perfectly good as new. Yes. The carpet tile definitely makes it a lot easier and foolproof to replace things down the road. Yeah. Your 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 life cost is less because if something does get damaged, you're replacing one piece, a simple repair, versus having to replace a whole area or the, the whole job. Um for one or two areas that might have worn out or or been damaged. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Stephanie. And I encourage everybody to come down and see you at Island Floors and just pick your brain and see everything that you can offer because you always are so inspirational. Oh, thanks, Amy. It was so lovely speaking to you today. Yeah, it was great to be here. 